0: Welcome to It's Your Business Lead It podcast. It's your business. Lead it. You need to deliver performance to your organization now. To do this, you need to ensure process efficiency, product quality, and employee engagement. What happens when you don't have this? Underperformance. If you're tired of getting excuses and not results, if you're tired of mediocre employees talking to me in game, but not backing it up with action, you're in the right place. My name is Ron Hurst, a leader with over 30 years of real-world operational experience backed by the best of engineering and developmental psychology, and my goal is simple. I want to help you achieve the performance your business is capable of. Welcome to It's Your Business Leader Podcast. In this cast, somebody syndrome. Huh? What the heck am I talking about? This cast came from a recent client who shared this idea with me, somebody syndrome, and he explained it so well. And I'm not going to tell you who he is, but (laughs) yeah, Jay, you know who you are. All right. What do we mean by somebody syndrome? The idea here is we have an employee who, for whatever reason, is in their work area and they notice something amiss. They notice something, either there's a problem there or an opportunity, and then they bring it to you and say, you know, this is going on and somebody ought to fix it and whenever they say that the somebody ought to fix it it's almost as if they they don't recognize that they're the somebody so what do we do about this they don't have any sense at all of their ownership in their in their work area and, and i think about this a lot and i think really what it boils down to is that there's a certain amount of fear or anxiety and because of this, they don't want really want to take risks. They don't want to be held accountable. Maybe they're afraid of, of being criticized or punished if they take a risk, if they do something without permission, whatever it is. But they have this fear that leads them to point toward an other, other person, other being, other whatever. This othering process is really important to understand because, what it means is, is that they don't have any ownership. I mean, the bad news is they have no ownership of the situation, the problem, the opportunity, whatever it is. But look, man, let's not get so carried away with the bad news here because there is good news as well. The fact is, they see the problem, they see the opportunity. And this actually is not that common for an, a frontline employee or even, even a, a technician, a frontline first level maintenance technician to see a problem or an opportunity. They often complain that things aren't the way they like it, but they don't necessarily see what could be done to make it better. So I love the fact that they're able to see the problem, see the opportunity, but I'm really concerned about the fact that they don't seem to have any ownership of it. So what's the solution? if you find yourself talking to an employee and they go, somebody ought to do something about it, what are you going to do? All right. So I've got some some very practical advice. First of all, step number one is more of a long-term mindset toward not having this somebody syndrome in your business and in your, your team. What I highly recommend is that you hire for integrity and you hire for initiative. And In this particular case, hiring for initiative is what would enable somebody to see the problem or the opportunity. You want people like this. You want people that can see how to make the process better, how to make the product better, how to make the relationships better. You want that. The challenge is is that not everyone has initiative because actually in a lot of leadership theory, what they suggest is initiative is actually a trait, and trait meaning it's a relatively stable characteristic of a personality that might even be genetically based, like not everyone has it. Now, I'm not so sure that it is a trait per se, but I do know that in the way that our employees are being educated in the West, initiative is not something that they are, are having taught They're not being fostered into a place where initiative is a normal state for them. So what we need to do is find the ones as best we can that already have it. I recommend behavioral-style interview questions, and my favorite question on initiative goes something like this. Tell me about a time that you noticed a problem or an opportunity in your work area, and you were able to make something happen to solve that problem or opportunity based primarily on your own efforts. What was the situation? How did you approach it? And what was the outcome? Now, you may find that a frontline employee says, well, I noticed that my work area wasn't clean, and I took some initiative to get a broom and all of the, the cleaning materials to clean it up and keep it that way, and I posted signs for their other employees saying we should keep it clean. And I'm like, that's actually good, okay? It's not a great answer, but it's a good answer. What you're looking for is initiative. You're looking for somebody who sees something that's amiss, something that could be improved, and they're willing to do something about it. Now, obviously, if you go further into the organization in manager level, that question should absolutely be nailed by somebody that I noticed that our quality had this particular problem, and I drilled to the root cause, was able to implement a solution and improved quality by 37%, whatever it is. I mean, you look, this the scale or the responsibility of the position will determine the quality of that answer. But really, what you're trying to do is sift out or weed out the people that don't know how to answer that question. Okay, so that's step one, is hire for this ability in the first place. Then The next step that I want you to think about is answer the question, is the opportunity that this employee is presenting or the problem that they're presenting, is it worth solving in the first place? If it isn't, then thank them for their information, thank them for bringing it to your attention, and ask them to keep bringing it to you. Because eventually, they're going to find one that's worth going after. So you definitely want to encourage this behavior. You might have to explain why it's not a priority and why we're not going to do anything with it right now. But the key is keep the employee engaged in wanting to improve. Wanting to find the very things that will enable us to get better in our process and our product and our people. If the issue is worth addressing, what I recommend you do is you give it back to the employee. But you got to be careful with this. you got to give it back with some very clear guardrails around what you're asking them to do. Because if it's not their position to solve problems, they may be completely flustered in not knowing what to do. So first of all, put some guardrails around it make sure that it's appropriate for the person that you're you're trying to give it back to that they should be able to do it based on their position based on their position description and the skill set that they need to be successful in the role the other thing you want to be really careful of is make sure that it's culturally appropriate as well in certain more structured environments it may be it may be the case that certain Levels of employee are not being involved in problem-solving activities or improvement activities, and you might create ripples in your culture that you really want to think through before you hand it to them. And the final thing is be prepared to give them the resources they need, including a small budget and the parts and the materials and the time, right? So they may require a little bit overtime to get this done, and you've got to be aware that you're going to take responsibility for the cost of this improvement, but here again, is it worth doing? Is the ROI or the return on investment of doing this activity going to outweigh the cost of doing it? If you're gonna gain a hundred bucks, but it's gonna cost you a thousand bucks to do it, you really gotta think long and hard about why are you trying to do this? Okay, so let's let's move on. So the first step is to try and give it to the employee, but what if the employee is not ready for it? What if they they don't have the skills, they don't have the training, they don't have the ability to lead the effort? Well, in this case, it becomes an excellent opportunity for delegation to another technician or a lead or a supervisor that's looking to learn and grow in your in your area or maybe an adjacent area, and then have this employee be part of the project team that implements the solution to whatever problem or opportunity was presented. By involving them, you still create the sense of expectation that they need to be part of the solution. It's not about somebody. We are all somebody. And that's one of the key things that we have to communicate to them, that you are part of the solution, not just finding the problems. So with the approach that you're going to either give the project back to the employee or you're going to involve them in a project team to solve the opportunity or a problem, you begin to set the the cultural norm that we are all somebody. There is no somebody that's out there that we're going to give this to if if in a perfect world. No, we are the somebody and we need to take responsibility. Because you see, this employee may be of the belief that they can't do it or that they're not allowed to do it. And we need to dispel that by involving them right away. And that brings me to point number three. Make sure that in all of your communications, there is an expectation that we are in this together. There is no somebody, there's no magical resource out there that's going to come in and save the day when we identify problems. And it's up to us. So when you bring me a problem, I'm going to challenge you to be a part of the solution, to help me drive, drill through to root cause and solve the problem. Okay, so point number one, as I said, was hire for initiatives so that people are actually looking for these problems. It's a good thing. Point number two: involve them in the solution, either hand it to them directly or involve them in the project team. Point number three: set clear expectations and make sure your communication is there. Is no somebody out there? It's us. We are somebody. And point number four is to really understand that the employee either doesn't realize or they can't, they don't realize that they can, or feel like they cannot take the responsibility. So what we need to be able to do is to begin to shift the culture away from a blame culture toward a learning culture. Now you might think that you already have a learning culture and I'm not gonna argue the point, but do your frontline employees think that it is a learning culture or do they think it's a blame culture? Because I guarantee you culture, one really fun definition of culture is how my manager treats me. And if you're treating your employees with criticism and write ups, if they don't get it right the first time, I guarantee you, you have created a blame culture, not a learning culture. There's a lot more to that, but let's just stay on point with the somebody syndrome. So, what we need to do to move toward a learning culture is first of all, set a clear expectation that we learn from our mistakes, we learn from our opportunities. And I highly recommend one of the most powerful things you can do, and I've done this myself in several instances, is institute a process of after-action reviews as a base learning expectation. And the AAR is a simple format. What happened? an objective statement of of the events that led to the mistake or the opportunity. And then why did it happen? And that why is magical because it's a five why question. We want to drill until we get to the root cause or we uncover the assumptions that we made that were incorrect. And otherwise, we're learning from the mistake so that we can answer the third question, which is what can we do to keep it from happening again? And we come up with countermeasures, corrective actions that will keep us learning and keep improving the process because we can't make that mistake again. If you create that common ground, what you'll find is that your employees will start to buy into a learning culture. But now we need to reinforce it as leaders through all of our communication. When someone does an AAR and they get it right, praise them. Make sure that you communicate the AAR that they did, share it in crew meetings, make sure everyone has the opportunity to see what a good one looks like. And when someone gets it wrong, take them aside one-on-one, or if it's a group that did it, take them aside one, you on the group, and explain what they got wrong. And that it's all about learning. So let's do it again. Let's make sure you get it right. So that's the first point is is set a clear expectation that we are a learning culture and using AARs as a base learning style to make sure that your employees are moving there and communicating it through. The second thing that we can do is that when a mistake happens within your organization— I want you to go talk to the person one-on-one that made the mistake and listen carefully. Do they take responsibility in the form of I statements? I did this. I missed this. I forgot this. I overlooked this. This is really key. When they take ownership with an I statement, praise them, thank them for for doing such a great job, and then move back into the why did it happen and what can we do to keep it from happening again? Same AAR format. Now, if they don't take responsibility, what we need to do is slightly different. We need to dig in with one of my favorite questions, what was your role in it? And don't let go of that question. They say, I didn't have a role. Well, was it? <laughs> did the mistake occur in your work area? Yeah. Were you in your work area at the time? Yeah. Is it your responsibility to make sure that mistakes don't happen in your work area? Yeah. Then what was your role in it? You see, we're not letting them off the hook easy little diversions that the employees are going to play. We want to stay professional, stay respectful, and dig in until we get them to a point where they can see their role in it. And I got to be be real with you. Some people just can't get there. And honestly, that's what performance management is for. Because if they're not learning, they're going to drive your performance in the wrong direction, and we can't have that. So Give them an opportunity to learn and grow through this process. And if they can't, then use performance management. Hopefully, they come around with that. And if they can't, uh, you know what to do. These two approaches, the use of AARs and you digging in one-on-one to make sure that responsibility was taken, will move your culture toward both individual responsibility and learning. If you do this, it will help you reveal to the employee that they are somebody the very somebody that they're trying to get to do this work. All right. In our who does what by when, I have a very simple piece of advice. I want you to listen for the somebody syndrome in the words of your hourly associates and frontline employees. And if they use it, follow the advice that I've offered you in this cast and see if you can move them toward taking individual responsibility. See if you can move toward after-action reviews as a method of getting them to be little more open to getting things done, and then follow the advice around having them do the project and see what that does. Okay. And if they do the project and it fails, once again, after action review and learn from it. Okay. So that's it for this cast. We'll see on the next one when we're going to cover the cousin of the somebody syndrome, the they. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Now you have your action items. I'm excited to hear from you on how what you learned today works for you. Be sure to connect with me at www.developingleadersinc.com and brief us on how the action items work for you. If you need immediate support, schedule a strategy call with me and let's build a plan together on how to get you the results you need. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next episode, get out there and lead your business.